this to Luna here and I have an important message for you. We're living in a turbulent times. Conflict and social unrest seems to be everywhere. And rapid technological changes are only adding to the cultural upheavals. Uncertainty about the future, about ourselves, loom large in the collective consciousness of humanity. But is there a realistic path towards liberation, peace and happiness for us all? Well, yes, according to myself and the co-author of the book, Story of Boxes, Nicholas Haynes, we feel so. The issue is that we all have tendency to think in boxes, mentally placing people's ideas and even objects like underpants into rigid categories. Some of these categories or boxes are good. They are a source of joy and comfort. Others are bad, responsible for creating immense pain, isolation and division in the world. And others, they're just plain ugly. Once you become aware of the boxes that rule your personal life, the, you can break out of the box-based thinking and live a life that is freer and happier. You are no longer caged in by the walls of mental boxes. By investigating our unconscious and conscious boxes and sharing inspirational stories and easy-to-grasp examples, this sometimes even funny book gives you a new way of thinking about reality. It explores some of humanity's most salient and enduring bosics, including genders, race, sexuality, religion and class, and gives you a key to unlock the boxes in your own mind. If you want to know more, please go to www.nomoreboxesmovement.com forward slash the book. And now let's continue with our podcast. You're listening to the Chainsmakers podcast, where we share tips, insight, tools, and stories from other Chainsmakers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our Chainsmakers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax, and enjoy. Chainsmakers Worldwide, we have another episode with a Chainsmakers coming from to us all the way from LA, the beautiful place where I'm believing it's probably sunshine and a little bit warmer than what's going on in my world. <laughs> where in Iceland, we have not had anything called summer yet. So I look at everyone that coming from an area that it has warmth and sunshine into it as they have something that is so appealing. So our guest today is no other than Jordan DeWall. She is someone that I know we are all going to find really, really interesting because she calls herself a soul brand strategist. She is a success coach, a photographer, and an award-winning art director with an obsession for personal development. Gosh, I mean, I feel like she's my sister already. <laughs> she blends the spiritual and practical to help coaches, creatives, and healers align their missions, message, and visual architecture so that they can elevate their brand, expand their influence, and build a brand that matters. Wow. If that isn't someone that should be on our podcast, I don't know who should. So, Jordan? 
welcome to the Change Makers podcast. Thanks so much, Runa, for having me. I'm really delighted to be here. And if it makes you feel any better about the weather, it was 118 the other day here, which is like uninhabitable. So I would rather be <laughs> in the cold. In the cold, in the coolness of Iceland. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely get a lot of coolness. But some people say that this is a cool country, meaning a different thing of cool. But yeah, I can agree. It's a cool country. And, and 180 in Fahrenheit ah, might be a little bit too much for me. Yeah, so let's enjoy what we have right now, coasters <laughs> of being inside in whatever temperature that is. And But talk about hot topics. How other change makers, which is what you're doing, can brand themselves, which is absolutely what some I feel that I'm very passionate about myself. Tell me and tell our audience, Jordan, how did this whole thing come to you in the beginning? I mean, what made you go into this field? Well, I have a background in advertising. You know, I've worked in marketing, branding, advertising, photography for pretty much my entire career in one way or the other. And, you know, I've done, you know, freelance graphic design. I've worked as an art director doing entertainment advertising. You know, I had a photography business for a while. And, you know, so I really come at it from that creative standpoint. Mm -hmm. And just through my own experience, you know, that kind of traveled me through. And then, you know, I kind of had some turning points in my life where my obsession with personal development came about because... I needed to really like reframe a lot of things in my life that weren't working. And I was doing a network marketing business at the time. And that's really where I learned, you know, the whole thing about the online space. And it was, you know, really at the time when like, it, cause I have a, a background in print. And so, you know, print is, I don't want to say it's dead, but it's definitely changed a lot since I first started, you know, now it's like all about engagement and movement and video and everything like that. So I was sort of, watching from the sidelines, seeing, you know, this whole industry change and, you know, didn't want to become a dinosaur. So kind of in tandem with my network marketing business, I really dove in and started studying, you know, what is social media? How do you, you know, capitalize Instagram? How is this whole Facebook thing working? Like what's up with video and, you know, to make myself more relevant just within my career, but then also to make my business work. And, you know, through that experience of the network marketing company, you know, they really touted, you know, you've got to help everybody. You've got to help everybody. And, you know, yes, we'd love to help everybody, but ultimately you can't really help everybody, right? You don't resonate with everybody and there's only so much you to go around. And I just, you know, always walked around with this like guilt complex. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I need to help everybody. And if I'm not helping everybody, I'm not doing enough. And it just really like wore me down and really drained my energy. And, you know, it caused a lot of like, friction within myself and a lot of frustration. And I was just out of alignment in so many ways. And that was sort of the kind of like calling card to really, you know, sort of unwinding what branding is and disconnecting myself from that, you know, that structure of that business and saying, you know, I'm not the only one that struggles with this, you know, within a network marketing capacity, but also just within business in general, mm -hmm. you know, one of the hardest things to do is to do anything for yourself. So you know, I really kind of reverse engineered everything that I'd learned through advertising and marketing and all these programs and courses and seminars, et cetera. It was just like, well, how do you apply this to yourself? So there's very strategic and very step-by-step -step so that you can come out the other side and have a lot of clarity about who you are, 
who you're here to serve and how you want to represent yourself in a professional way so that people really take you seriously. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what you need, don't you? I mean, you need people to take you seriously you, you need as a, as a coach or as a light worker, the, the people that you are focusing on and helping, they do need that in order to get business. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. I mean, I, I, I resonate with you when you say, I want to help everyone, you know, which is quite a task when you think about human beings coming close to being 8 billion people. But, but okay. Exactly. That's <laughs> a lot of time. You're like, well, I'll just narrow that down to just like, <laughs> yeah. For you to reverse yourself. And mm-hmm. it sounds to me that you needed to leave your own limiting beliefs in one way oh, yeah. to, to, to do that. And, you know, at the moment, co-writing my second book with uh, Nicholas Haynes and the book's called The Story of Boxes, the, the Good, the Bad and the Ugly, where we're really got honing into the boxes that we're either putting ourselves into or, or other people are putting us into. So I'm envisioning, as I'm saying this to you, I'm envisioning you leaving your maybe limiting box in order to be able to do that. Well, I think the first step was actually realizing that I was in a box. Yes. Yes. I didn't even know I was in a box. Yeah. I just thought like, this is normal. This is what life is. You know, it was just like programming that I received from growing up from my school, you know, went to kind of a conservative school from my, you know, I grew up in entertainment. Like this is what reality is. And like for anyone in entertainment, entertainment is like very much not reality. (laughs) (laughs) reality. So you know, that was like really step one is, you know, when my life, you know, like to just sum it up in a quick sentence, like I reached a point when I got pregnant with my daughter, you know, it was literally like the dominoes of my life just falling apart. And, I, you know, it was right after I got pregnant, I lost my job. Right after that, we ended up losing our house because, you know, we'd had a lot of hard times financially. And it was during the whole crash and everything like that. I decided I wanted to have a home birth because that just felt good to me. And my parents were not supportive of that at all. So that caused a lot of like strife and problems in my family. And then my grandma passed away and then my water broke at 30, I think it was 32 weeks and I, 33 weeks. So I was in the hospital on bed rest for, you know, two weeks and then gave birth five weeks early. And, you know, this was like over a five or sorry, like five or six month period. (laughs) So, you know, I really like, I woke up in the hospital after, you know, getting, going and finding out that my water broke and I had to go into the hospital and I woke up in the room there and I was just like, how did I get here? You know, like this is not, this this is definitely not what I envisioned (laughs) at all for this point in my life. And I really had to take a long, hard look and say, you know, I, you know, I'm a creative person. And I was just like, I believe you create your own reality. And you can't be like, you know, choosy about that. You can't be like, well, I create the good stuff, but somebody else is at fault for the bad yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. It doesn't work like that. It's like, you're 100% responsible for everything in your life. And I'm like, I created this. What did I do? I don't understand. And if I could make such a mess of my life, like clearly I need to just like overhaul everything. And that was really like the turning point for me. And you know, I definitely would not like wish my dark times on anyone else, but because, you know, we, with the law of polarity, like you can't have anything without experience. It's opposite. So you can only go to like the height of the depth that you've been and reverse. Right. So it's like, I've been through a lot of like hectic stuff and I've climbed out of it and, you know, it's made me a better person and it's made me a better mother and a better wife and a better coach. And it really led me to coaching because I, you know, I started doing it as a health and fitness coach and 
you know, that was kind of my like segue into the world of coaching. And I, I never, I didn't do sports as a kid. Right. So my husband's like, you're so funny. Like you're a coach. Cause you are just not like a sports yeah. kid at all. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what a coach does. Like, I kind of have to <laughs> yeah. stuff. And you know, it really just kind of like led me down a different path. And I went to a Tony Robbins event Unleash the Power Within. And that's when I first got introduced to limiting beliefs. And I was like, wait, you mean like this stuff is not real? (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Like, I mean, I, like, I'm actually kind of choosing to believe this, even though I don't realize that I'm choosing. I thought that this was just like the serving of life that I got. And so once I realized that, that's when it was like, the first step really was awareness. And then it was like, okay, I'm aware of it. Now I got to be cognizant of it. And now how do I actually shift it and change it? Yeah. So it's you know, been like a five-year journey and I'm in the process of studying NLP and hypnosis and EFT tapping and like learning about like how you really create your reality from like such a deeper level. And like literally every day in my mind is like, oh my God, whoa. <laughs> this is insane. Yeah. That is the thing about when you go into this, isn't it? It's like yeah. the more you know, the more you know how little you know. Yeah, exactly. It's like a rabbit hole. You're like, wait, now, now nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and what it sounds to me like even your deepest, darkest moments in time were really the time and place in your life where you're really realizing and becoming really aware. So would you say today that those were your greatest point of gifts or your gifts coming into your world at that point when you wake up in the hospital after all this drama and and you say hey where did I really how did I really get to this point was that a gift do you see that as a gift today yeah I I mean I definitely see it as a gift and you know even at the time I was like there's some reason for this I can't tell what it is but I know and I I was almost like kind of a detached observer because it was so painful on so many levels that I kind of had to like protect myself yeah you know, but I definitely think it's a gift because, you know, I needed a big wake up call because I was really just like, I was living out of alignment in so many ways and just like living in programming that wasn't my choice. And, you know, was just not really fulfilling my passion, you know, like I was doing a lot of things that weren't bringing me joy and just kind of powering through because I thought that's what you're supposed to do, right? That's the responsible thing. That's what you should be doing. That's what's expected of me. And when I realized like, wait a minute, I actually have the freedom to choose to do whatever I want. And I can choose to believe whatever I want because whatever you believe to be true is true. Like you can can believe exactly the opposite to you and it's true for them. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. That's powerful. That's really powerful. So today when you are helping coaches and light workers to to brand themselves, what do you see as their blind spots? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Well, I think there's a few blind spots. Like one of the big ones, well, there's a few. So one is like definitely the visuals, right? Like a lot of times, especially with light workers, there's a very like specific, specific aesthetic that people are drawn to that in my opinion, is just not very professional looking. It kind of like people look at it and they're like, oh, there's some like woo woo psychic, like Mm -hmm. crazy lady, whatever. Like I'm not like, I'm not interested. And they just dismiss you because you don't look professional first of all, and you're not really like, you're not setting yourself apart in any way. So you just kind of blend into this noise and people are like, dismiss, like moving on. Mm -hmm. So that's bad because, you know, part of my, well, I would say like the majority of my transformation, you know, I've done a lot of work, you know, sort of like on in this plane, but a lot of the transformation that I've been able to create for myself has been through energy work that I've done with different healers of different modalities. 
So I know firsthand how important that work is. And, you know, that's why like, I'm so driven to help these energy workers, like bring their message and their work out to the world, because ultimately like that's, what's going to change the world, right? Like conversation is amazing, but you have to work on an energy plane and come from a place of love or it's just all talk at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that's, that's really huge. And then another really big challenge that I see with energy workers is the language that they're using. Right. Mm-hmm. And I deal with that a lot with, you know, a lot of my clients is, you know, they live on this plane of like transcendence and change and, and all that. And, and that's amazing. And yes, that is what you're doing is bringing this transformation forth. However, like it's not concrete and it's not specific. So when you talk in these, you know, generalities and these platitudes and these cliches, like, oh, I help people step into their power. I help them be their best self. It's like, okay, great. Well, what, what, huh? Like if I'm going to give you money, what am I getting for it? Right? Like, mm-hmm. who am I going to be at the end of whatever it is that I'm doing with you? So I spent a lot of time helping them get really clear on like, who are you helping? Right. And you know, I struggled for years trying to figure out my ideal client, like in multiple ways. So I come at it from several directions because, you know, I've done the like dream client worksheet exercise like a bazillion times and was like, I still am nowhere further along than I was before. So I come at it from a few different ways so people can understand why they're trying to figure this information out. Not just like, oh, cool. I filled out like that. They like to read these blogs. It's like, well, great. What are you going to do with that information? Mm-hmm. So I really want them to help. I'm all about action. It's like, you know, if you can't, you know, institute it into some sort of form momentum, then it's not good for anybody. And it just makes you crazy and doubt your ability. So, you know, help them get really clear on that so that they can understand what they're actually doing after they finish working with someone. Right. Mm-hmm. And I also really like to encourage them. Like, I also see one thing is like a lot of, you know, <laughs> I don't want to generalize because some people have very specific business models that they want to follow. But, you know, I know for me, like a one-time session doesn't always like do a lot. I mean, it's better than zero for sure. But like a lot of times you need additional support, whether it's through mindset or continued energy work or stuff comes up and then you need to like move it around again. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people come in and they're like, well, I'm doing one session and I'm charging like $80. And it's like, what, why are you doing that? Like, that's crazy. So really helping people like look and see the value in the work that they do and figure out like, what is this transformation that you want to create? Stop letting the client dictate your business. Like you need to be in charge and I'm all about empowering people. And it's like, you need to figure out what it is that you're doing. You need to create rules and boundaries in your business so that people aren't just like, you know, running all over you so that you come at it from this place of power. And you're like, this is who I am. This is what I offer. And this is who you're going to be when you're done working with me. And this is how much it costs. Like, let's get started. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, airy fairy language and just being like desperate for clients and taking whatever people will pay for you. So like really just kind of like flipping so much for them, you know, from a very deep base level before they get into like building a website and figuring a logo, like that comes later. But if the base stuff, like the foundational work isn't in place, you can have the most beautiful logo in the world or, you know, like a great website, but what is it really saying? Yeah, I absolutely. I agree with you. And I, I love what Thorana, the, the marketing nerd that she talked about when, when it comes to your logo, that if you're going to just start on your logo, it's like mm-hmm. judging someone from the clothes, but not 
what's from the inside and the the logo has to represent something and it has to have there has to be something behind it that Mm. you are connecting with you don't connect with the logo you connect with the story behind it so I agree with you and this is probably most people in this beautiful industry are facing but I also agree with you this world absolutely needs them absolutely not a question so thank you for helping out helping this world to change through helping the coaches and healers and energy workers to to brand themselves i have two last questions for you yeah go for it yeah first of all what is the change that you ultimately want to see in the world change that i want to see in the world i think realizing that we're all connected right? Like I was just watching a video yesterday from an NLP program. And he was saying like, if you realize that you were actually pointing missiles at yourself, would you do that? You know, it's like, it's very easy to look at, you know, other people outside of us and think, oh, you're different. And I don't like you for whatever reason. But ultimately, everything is you, you know, and whatever challenge is coming up in your life, you're evoking that in the world around you. And so to realize that you need to create the change within yourself and you need to take responsibility for that. Absolutely. And where do you see your role in becoming that change? Well, I definitely walk the walk, you know, like I'm, I take responsibility. I'm constantly self-evaluating, you know, and by no means am I Buddha or perfect in any way, you know, but I'm always open to feedback, you know, if given in a loving manner, right? You know, improving myself. I'm always listening to an audio. I'm always doing some sort of training, going to some sort of seminar, you know, connecting like my coach friends and I, like sometimes we'll call each other. We're like, I'm having a moment. Like, help yeah. me with this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's the beauty. That's the beauty being able to do that. I'm with you on that one. It's, it's so important. Jordan, I... I'm so pleased to hear what you're doing and the change that you are creating into this world. I know we are going to be putting in the show notes everything about Jordan and how you can reach her and how you can go into her website and look more at her programs and and how she is changing the world. One healer, one coach, one energy worker at a time. Jordan, thank you so much for being a guest in our podcast. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Runa. It was a wonderful way to start my week. Yay. Was this podcast of value for you? I sure hope so. If so, feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember that you can always go to runamagnus.com to find out more about the changemakers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in 